a very good day to you. My name is Apostle Timmy Evans, the Senior Pastor of Grace Grand Christian Center, Accra, Ghana. You have come to the hub of spiritual upliftment, where your spirit and your soul will be lifted with undiluted word of God and spirit-filled worship. Continue to listen to enjoy today's episode. This podcast is proudly brought to you by our anchor partners. You can become a member through these three major channels. Visit at at underscore events on Instagram. Select view shop. Choose between donate or sponsor an episode. Visit at events missions on Facebook. Select shop. Choose between donate or sponsor an episode. Visit at events dot life. Choose donate or sponsor an episode. When you sponsor an episode, we will give you a shout out. And when you also donate, we will also give you a shout out and send our prayers to you. It is very important that we all contribute whatever we can to the spread of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Father, in the name of Jesus, I want to thank you for the life of your children. Thank you for your outstretched hand. Thank you for the love that you have shown us. Daddy, we pray that you will shine your light upon us today. Expose every darkness in our life. Frustrate every works of the enemy. Open the heavens of our lives in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Arise, O God, and let your enemies be scattered. I pray for comfort on every heart that is seeking it. I pray for peace in every home. I pray for peace in every marriage. I pray for peace in every heart. Dear Lord, today I ask you to show us your grace, to show us your grace, to show us your grace, to show us your mercy, to pour out your favor upon us, to frustrate every token of darkness that is working against our life. Wherever we have sinned, wherever we have committed any transgression that will not allow heavens to smile on us. Father, have mercy upon us in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Dear Lord, I pray that you will make today a day of favor, a day of release, a day of answers to your children's prayers. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. I want you to make this one declaration this morning. Say, heaven will not be tired of my prayers. Heaven will not be tired of my prayers. My prayers will not become a transgression in the presence of God. My prayers will not become a transgression in the presence of God. Heavens will not be tired of my prayer. At the same time, you will pray, help us will not be tired of me. Help us will not be tired of me. In the mighty name of 
of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. A beautiful day has come upon us again. And I am happy to be with you today again. God has been faithful to us for the past 236 episodes of these daily devotionals. God has been faithful to us. A lot of lives are being touched by these devotionals. So I want to appeal to you to continue to pray for us. Pray for me especially. Pray for the ministry. Pray for everyone who has been supporting this project. And you can also support the project by following the links. Follow us on all social medias. Share the message to all your contacts. Let them become a beneficiary of the blessing and the grace of God on this in this ministry. You can also support us by going to my Instagram page. Click view shop sponsor an episode or donate to us it's very important so we have a lot of things we are doing we have listening centers that we want to finance we have new equipments we want to buy you can support us go to my instagram page at at underscore evans on instagram and support us there or you go directly to the atevans.live website and click on the donate button or sponsor an episode button there is an ad that comes before this message showing you how to do that in a proper way please don't hesitate to share the message and also to support us We have a lot of listening centers outside in many countries and we we hope to open more listening centers and we have people who are managing these listening centers. We have to support them financially to be able to be effective. Support us and heaven will open over your life in Jesus' mighty name. We continue in our devotion today. We have been exploring the book of Ecclesiastes. And I just wanted to bring your family to the table. Come to the table with me this morning. Let's open our Bible together and see what value we can learn from the journals of King Solomon. Everything that King Solomon said in the book of Ecclesiastes borders around the fact that life is meaningless, vanity. Some of the things we pursue, some of the things we run after does not bring us the kind of happiness that we need. It is God 
that brings true happiness into our life. It is Christ that brings true happiness into our life. And fulfilling our purpose, the way God wants us to fulfill it, will bring us happiness too. Today, we are looking at Ecclesiastes chapter 5. And King Solomon, being a rich man, a powerful king that he was, had an encounter with God, had experience in life with life. He had seen his father, how his father related with God. Because the relationship between David and God was deep. And if we truly want to know God, the best way to understand who God is, the best way to know who God is, it is not by what your pastor says. It is not by how your pastor interprets the Bible. It is how the Holy Spirit interprets that Bible that you are reading for you. And we can also see God in the life of those who had been here before us how God related with them some important characters in the Old Testament some important characters in the New Testament we have examined some characters in the both Old and New Testament in the past episodes but we need to understand that we can know God through the revelations of others through the testimonies of others and it was the testimonies of King David that brought some understanding about God to the life of Solomon. And Solomon also penned down his own testimonies so that people like us and generations to come can learn from this. The King Solomon was a wise man, was a famous guy, he was the richest king is still today the biggest king no one has been able to beat his record he was so full of wisdom and he had one-on-one encounter with god there was a day god came to him and god asked him to demand anything and he's going to grant it because of the love that god had for david his father and because of the sacrifices that solomon performed You see, what provoked God coming down from heaven was not only the love that God had for David, Solomon also blew God's mind by coming to finish what his father started. That's another day message which I'm going to talk about. Everything that Solomon needed to build a temple, the father provided. And when Solomon came, he strategically built the temple exactly the way his father asked him to. And when he finished building that temple, the way and manner Solomon dedicated the temple, the sacrifices, the amount of sacrifice, because then it was the blood of animal that God normally take. So the way the Solomon sacrificed, massive sacrifice to God, he blew God's mind and God came down from heaven to ask him, all this sacrifice that you have done, what do you want me to do for you? 
and Solomon asked for wisdom and God gave him wisdom. His wisdom did not come from demons. It didn't come from devils. It it didn't come from reading books. God gave him the spirit of wisdom. And out of what God gave to him, he has penned down the wisdom that he learned, things that he learned from heaven. That is what we need to understand, that this book of Proverbs and Ecclesiastes are not just a product of someone's imagination is a product of revelation from God. Ecclesiastes chapter 5 Solomon began to try to educate us on the importance of taking God seriously. If you want to live a life that is full of meaning, there are some things about God that you don't take lightly. If you want your life to make sense, why you are still alive, or even why you are, even if you go away from this place, there are things about God that we must never take for granted. One of those things is the importance of fulfilling our vows to God. The importance of fulfilling our vows to God. Let's go and read. From verse 1, chapter 5, verse 1. Ecclesiastes chapter 5, from verse 1. Guard your steps. I'm reading the NIV version. Guard your steps. When you go to the house of God, go near to listen rather than to offer the sacrifice of fools who do not know what they do wrong. Many people go to the house of God. It's not only today. It has been there for ages. Many people go to the house of God to impress. Many people go to the house of God to show off. To show off their clothes. To show off that they have money. To show off that they are beautiful. To some even show off to go go to show off that they have the, the best voice and they have the best dancing steps Solomon is saying that when you go to the house of God go near to listen go and listen go to the house of God to go and receive the word receive whatever is given in the house of God worship praises message teachings for your growth and you must guard the doors of your mouth you must guard your lips when it comes to vows when it comes to promises in the presence of god when you sit in the presence of a man of god and you people are having discussions that is based on the word of God anywhere the word of God is being shared anywhere the name of the Lord is being mentioned that place becomes the presence of God when you are in your closet with your family and you invite the presence of God you are praying or you are studying the word that is a church 
It's not only when you go to the big cathedral that you are in the presence of God. Jesus said, wherever two or three shall gather in my name, say I am there in their midst. Anywhere two or three people gathered to mention the name of the Lord is a church. Even online, as I'm preaching right now, and you are sitting in your car, you are sitting in your dining, you are sitting in your kitchen to listen to me. You are in a church. And whatever we say, whatever we confess, whatever we do during this session, we are doing it in the presence of God. It is binding in the presence of God. So Solomon said, when you go to the presence of God, you should guard the doors of your mouth. Do not be quick with your mouth. Do not be hasty in your heart to utter anything before God. God is in heaven and you are on earth. So let your words be few. Write that down in your journals. If you want to go far in life, let your words be few in the presence of men and in the presence of God. Because words have binding. It has binding legal grounds. Your words can make you and your words cannot make you in the presence of God. A dream comes when there are many cares and many words mark the speech of a fool. What King Solomon is saying is that anyone who talks anyhow, who does not reason before he talks, who does not reason before he makes promises, who does not reason before he makes vows in the presence of God. Understand with me. That even when someone in need, someone in desperate need, comes to you to ask you for help, and you sat down with them, they open up to you and they tell you their problem, and you listen to them. That realm that you people are. The person is looking at you. They are looking up to you for help. They are looking at you and they want to see God in you. They have hope that when they come to you, they will see God in you. Immediately, you open your mouth and you make a promise. You make a promise. You are making that promise in the presence of a woman or a man who is in the in a desperate need and you made that promise and your promise put a smile on the person's face promise one thing that it does is that it brings hope god is hope anytime you give someone hope you are in the presence of god so it is not only when you go to the church to go and make a vow that the king is talking about. Anywhere you are that 
you give somebody hope, you are in the presence of God. And whatever promise you made to somebody that alleviated the fear of the person, that gave the person hope, you have made that promise in the presence of God. If you go back on your word, you did not disappoint the person you promised. You have disappointed God. When you go to the presence of God in a church setting and they come up and say, we are looking for people who can do this and you made a vow, whether in your heart or you spoke it out, you made a vow. In fact, making the vow in your heart is even better. Because when you make that vow, oh Lord God, if you can do this for me, if you can do this for me, I am going to do this. You made that vow in your heart. Nobody heard you. God heard you. Don't don't mistake, don't mistake that oh, I did not say anything. Nobody heard what I said. You made a vow in your heart that Lord, this is my prayer. If you give me ten thousand dollars, if you give me thousand dollars between now and the end of the year, I am going to buy three fans for the church. You didn't say it to the pastor, you didn't say anybody, you didn't tell anybody. When you are whispering it in your heart, God heard it. Don't forget that the prayer that Anna prayed. That God answered, He did not, she did not utter any word. So the problem with many of us is that as soon as what we prayed for, when it comes to pass, we now find it difficult to release the vow that we have made in the presence of God. We now find it difficult to release the promise that we have made to people. And that normally gets God angry. Point is that you may not suffer the consequences of your inability to fulfill your vows to the church, to the man of God, to that woman, to that man who come crying to you that nobody forced you to open your mouth and make promise to him or her. And when it's time for you to fulfill the promise that you made to the person, you begin to avoid the person. Or you begin to cook up story against the person. You are doing yourself. Point is, I always tell my people, nobody force you to promise anything. When the church comes up and says, oh, hello, praise the Lord, we are looking for five people who will give us social amount of money. This is the project we are doing. We are looking for five people that will give us thousand cities thousand cities now let's say like 150 uh, that's like 100 dollars now a thousand cities now is now now like uh, 100 dollars so we're looking for somebody that can give us 100 dollars so please if you know you can give us that 100 dollars please come forward at least that's what i know that the real church will do. I'm not talking about people who will say 20 people should come forward, come and collect your blessing, bring social amount of money to come and collect your blessing. No. The right way a true church should do things about vows, pledges, is let the church know what you want to do. Praise the Lord. We want to break down one side of the church and rebuild it because the wall is already cracking. And this is how much it's going to cost us. It's going to cost us $2,000. We are looking for people who will help us 
to do that work and nobody forced you they did not put a gun on your head they did not manipulate you they didn't come mention your name say you brother come come and no you stood up on your own and you went to the front of the altar and you indicated that you will be giving let's say two hundred dollars to support the project and when it's time for you to fulfill you run away from the church you have done yourself because god will not forget what you have done and that's why so many people are in financial problems today they're in financial shambles today i met someone who went to a church some small church and promised the church thousand five hundred dollars that if god blessed him he's going to give the church thousand five hundred dollars and really god bless him he relocated from that environment and went to another country life was so hard for him he came for prayers while we we're praying the lord said he made a vow in the church he must go back to that church to go and fulfill the vow he had to look for that thousand five hundred dollars to go and pay the vows before his door opened one thing you must understand if you want god to fulfill his promises in your life don't make empty promises to people don't give people false hope don't give people false hope you know you are not going to marry that lady you lie to her so that she can open her leg for you and you tell her i'm going to marry you and eventually you dump her and you think life is going to be fair with you no god takes vow seriously you may go you may escape the only thing is that if the relationship is not working it is always good to break up on a mutual ground let the person understand the reason why you are leaving them let them understand if it was their fault let them know it was their fault if you have fallen out of love or you are you now discover a different purpose for your life let them understand and let uh, do your best to have that mutual understanding if they don't understand then it's not your fault but lying to somebody deliberately raising their hope for you to get have your way it is not the will of god verse 4 when you make a vow to god listen don't forget it is not only the vow you make in the presence of god in the church that is a vow unto god every vow every promise that activated hope in people is a vow unto god so when you dash that hope you have disappointed god when you make a vow to god do not delay to fulfill it he has no pleasure in force another thing people do is you come and make a vow in the church and then when it's time when god answer your prayers and it's time to fulfill the vows you'll be like oh they don't need it now Maybe they need it they need it in july they need it in uh, september they need it in november let me just continue by november uh, another money will come and i'll fulfill my vow by that november you are hit with some serious financial issues 
and what you promise you are not able to fulfill the first time god gave you the opportunity to fulfill your vow you fulfill it so that you don't give room to the devil the devil is always looking for opportunity to close doors against people i remember the story of a mechanic uh, in the past that someone someone told me he was a mechanic a roadside mechanic to church they were doing some projects and he made a vow to god that god every money i make today in my business place i'm going to give it to you before he made that vow he doesn't make much he doesn't make how much does a roadside mechanic make he doesn't make much but the next day that's supposed to day be the day of his vow fulfillment he went to work he he had a lot of jobs he made so much money that the money was so much that he was so tempted not to fulfill his vow he didn't tell anybody he paid all his boys and he went straight to church dropped the money on the altar and went home empty-handed his wife abused him everybody abused him he said oh sorry I have done what I, I promised to God and I'm, I'm praying for God to do his part for me. And he was also owing people. He, he should have gone and used that money to pay his debt. About a few weeks later, a rich man was passing the front of his uh, shop and his car broke down. And his car has been having that particular problem constantly that majority of his mechanic in the city could not fix so they do a temporary fix when he travels a, a long journey the car breaks down he gets somebody to fix it and then and this guy was able to do a permanent fix for the problem you see when god wants to bless you people will have problem he will direct them to you and he will put a solution in your hands and then he fixed the car for the guy the guy paid him the guy left a few days later the guy came back invited him gave him a card invited him to to lagos to his office and on getting to his office they offered him a job he got to the man's office in lagos it was a very big factory they deal with a lot of a lot of bb businesses and they have a lot of official cars so they wanted to employ him as the official mechanic of the company. That was how God opened the door for him. His wife that stood against him when he went to fulfill the vow started regretting. He said, thank God you did not fail God. Oh, now we are leaving this village. We are going. They moved to Lagos. Gave them an apartment to stay. Gave him his own official car. Put all his children in the best school. Gave him a very good salary. His life changed. This is, we need to understand that when we promise God, nobody forces you to promise. When you fulfill the promise, God has a way of fulfilling His own to you. It may not be at the time you want it, but God will surely do His own part of the bargain. Do not delay to fulfill it. God has no pleasure in fools. Fulfill your vow. That's King Solomon talking. It is better not to make a vow than to make one and not fulfill it. I always tell my people this. 
nobody forced you to pledge. Nobody forced you to vow. Don't vow what you know you don't have the capacity to do. You are a student. When we were still young, we were still church boys, they would call money out for everybody to come and make a pledge for the church building. My church that was built, building a massive building, they would call money, they would call people out to come and make a pledge. And when you see one of your friends who has been rude to you, coming forward to fulfill, to stand and promise before God. You say, people that will give us 100 cities to come forward, people that will give us 200 cities to come forward, people that will give us 500 cities to come forward. Then you see the guy who has been rude to you, who has been embarrassing you in the church group, coming forward to give 1,000 cities. It's $100 for the work of God. Something that you want to be proud and be like, oh, what kind of nonsense is this? I am going to pledge 2,000 cities and you go. When they say people that will give us 2,000 should come there, you go and join them. Then people will clap and say, hey, so this boy have money like this. The girls in the church will be so happy. That, oh, if you have a girlfriend who also wants to impress his fr- a friend, you'll be like, oh, that's my boyfriend. That's my boyfriend. That's, that's what we, we used to think vow is all about. Vow is not about coming forward to impress anybody. Vow is a covenant between you and God. If you think that you can make a vow, get the accolade and run away from God. Ah. Or your is your name. Or your is your name. You are on your own. Because God does not take pledges and vows lightly. Sometimes God can show you mercy, but the devil will not spare you. The devil will use that as a legal ground to attack your finances. Don't promise what you don't have the capacity to deliver. Don't promise anyone to sweet mouth them. Don't promise anyone what you don't have the capacity to do. When somebody comes to you, they tell you their problem, I cannot promise you anything. Oh boy, if I tell them they will feel sad, let them feel sad. Nobody is going to put me in trouble. I do not have the capacity to promise you anything. However, I have the intention of helping you. When the time comes, I will help in any capacity God has given to me. That any capacity could even be higher than what they are looking for. Or it could be lower. But don't go and lock your future making unreasonable pledges and vows in the presence of God. We had people who go and they sold their family house to go and give the church money. It's because of the inability to think well. That is why people get manipulated into doing things they don't have the capacity to do. If you have the capacity, do it wholeheartedly and the blessing of God will come to you. Giving must be with wholeheartedness, with cheerfulness. Not that you give something and then your, your, your entire family will 
gather and put you in the middle of the family. Why did you say family land? Oh, I sold it to, to bless the church. It must be something that is within your capacity. May God help us in Jesus' name. Do not let your mouth lead you into sin. And do not protest to the temple messengers. My vow was a mystic. Why should God be angry at what you say and destroy the works of your hands? That's what King Solomon is saying. Your vows, if it goes unfulfilled, can attract divorce into your life. Can attract judgment into the work of your hands. So be very, very careful what you use your mouth to promise people and what you use your mouth to promise in the presence of God. May God help us in Jesus' mighty name. Don't say, I didn't mean it. I was forced to do it. Pastor called me out and put words in my mouth. Nobody forces anyone. Even if they put gun in your head, you can only promise what you have the capacity to deliver. Be wise. Don't let anybody jeopardize your, your future. I always tell my church members, if we need money for anything in the house of God, don't come and promise what you know you cannot do because I know the God that I serve. I am not serving some jege jege God and you cannot come and take God for granted. It will take mercy for you to escape playing games with God. The devil will play games with you. That's the reality. And now listen to me. If you have made any vow anywhere, vows cannot be forgotten. Vows cannot be forgiven. You must go and pay it. Try and sit down your closet. Think where you pledge. If that church is still in existence, go and fulfill your pledge. If the church is no longer in existence or the distance is far, you can fulfill your pledge in your local church because the pledge is not to the church. The pledge is unto God. As long as you fulfill it in your local church or in any church of your choice, God will accept your vow. That is, if let's say the distance is too far for you to go to the church that you pledged in the past or the, the church is no longer in existence, you can look for your local church or any church of your choice and fulfill the vows, the exact vow you vowed. Fulfill it then. Or you can take that money with the help of your pastor with the prayer of your pastor after your pastor has agreed and prayed for you you can take that money and give it to a widow don't just carry money and say oh eh, i can give money to a widow there are some money you give to a widow that is just to help the widow but when it comes to trying to avert errors let's say you made a vow in the house of God and you were not able to fulfill it 10 years ago and now you want God to have mercy upon you for you to be able to redirect that vow to a widow you need a prayer of your pastor you need a prayer of a prophet 
That's why many people don't understand. You can't just decide and say, oh, I am going to give this to an orphan, to a widow, without the prayer of a servant of God. Otherwise, that will be considered a gift to that person. May God help us in Jesus' name. Don't underestimate the power of vows. That's what King Solomon is saying. And don't go to the presence of God and be making empty promises. If God didn't go after you, the devil will take it as a legal ground to oppress your finances. And if you are listening to me, the devil has been oppressing you as a result of unkept promises, as a result of unfulfilled vows. I pray that mercy will speak for you and God will provide for you to go and fulfill your vows. God bless you in Jesus' name. This podcast is proudly brought to you by our Anchor Partners. You can become a member through these three major channels. Visit at AT underscore events on Instagram. Select view shop. Choose between donate or sponsor an episode. Visit AT Evans Missions on Facebook. Select shop. Choose between donate or sponsor an episode. Visit ATEvans.life. Choose donate or sponsor an episode. When you sponsor an episode, we will give you a shout out. And when you also donate, we will also give you a shout out and send our prayers to you. It is very important that we all contribute whatever we can to the spread of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Thanks for listening to today's message. Please share with your family and friends. Follow me on Instagram at at underscore events. I'm also on TikTok at at underscore events. I'm on YouTube at at events missions. See you in the next episode.